welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. We were just testing out to see if with my Zoom background, if you could see this drink or not, which is very needed after this week. But welcome to Double Fries No Slaw. This is TJ Pittenger, as always, with my buddies, Richie Barnes and Freddie Stevenson. Um, coming to you Sunday night, trying to squeeze this in before the Bucks and Saints play. How are you guys doing tonight? Man, I've been better, man. I'm not even going to lie. Yesterday kind of killed me, man. Killed my whole weekend. But hey, we live to fight another week. Hopefully we can get us one in, but not looking too good for the nose right now. Yeah, I mean, I, I think I'm becoming numb to this because I woke up not feeling bad. I mean, obviously I was I was upset last night that you let a, a bottom feeder in the ACC come into Doak and, and do that to us. But I had a great Sunday today. There's a lot of great football on yesterday that we got to watch outside of our game. Uh, you know, uh, the wife being from New Orleans at Bucks and uh, uh, Saints, it's a big night in our household. So I'm excited for that game tonight. You guys bet on the game, not like money, but like, do you kind of do any kind of any kind of bet or anything or not really? No, the only thing we did, we went to Publix. I, I got my highlight here and she got some uh, Abita Andy Gator, which is from New Orleans. So that's the extent mm. we did it. So we're excited, though. It'll be fun. I bet uh, on New Orleans. It was part of Say my what? Early, I bet on the game, but it was part of my six-game parlay, and the Seahawks cost me, so I'm out of there. Oh man! So yeah. I'm I'm betting man. on the game tonight, not by much, just because three points in the NFL. It's it's tough, man. So I I threw I think like twenty bucks on the game just for you know purposes of enjoying it. But I think it'll be a great game, and we'll we'll hit that at the end if we have time. But I'm I'm excited, man. Um. Yeah, no, for sure. The uh, the Vegas set a lot of traps today, right? With the <laughs> with the Ravens were only like a one point favorite, and they trailed for most of that game. And then the Seahawks um, just absolutely getting demolished. And then Kansas City really cut that close, and and I think they only won by two, right? Like, yeah, Carolina scored, and, and they only ended up winning by two. So Vegas set a bunch of traps. So hopefully that game tonight is not one. Um, if the Bucks win, I like them to cover. We'll talk. We'll talk about the game before we get out of here. But if the Bucks win, like I, I like them to cover. I actually like them to win big if they win. And by big, I mean like ten to ten to fourteen. Yeah. Big um, for NFL, yeah. But uh, you know the scenarios in my mind are the Bucks play poorly and it's a close game, and the Saints win, or the Bucks play well and end up winning by like ten or fourteen. Like that's kind of how I, you know, one or the. I just think they're playing better than New Orleans right now, so. Uh, we're not talking about that though. We're talking about the Knowles, which is kind of a, a rough, a rough go at it this weekend. Um, what's not rough though is all these pictures we get, keep getting tagged in at Guthrie's. Um, we appreciate them. We appreciate their support. I had Zach Blostein of uh, Knowles two four seven reach out to me and say that he just drove by the. He's like, man, I just drove by the the billboard. That's super dope. So we always appreciate Guthrie's if you're in Tallahassee or anywhere near a Guthrie's. Um, check them out in Tallahassee. You can find them at 1818 West Tennessee street and 2550 North Monroe. Make sure you get your box, double fries, no slaw. We get tagged in another picture this weekend. And so I will be sending out another double fries, no slaw sticker. Um, if you would like one, or if you'd like a koozie or any kind of cool stuff, you can go to our Patreon and learn more about getting the stuff there. Or you can go to Guthrie's and tag us in your order. Send us a picture on any social media and I will DM you asking for your address and we'll get it out to you. Um, check out our Patreon, patreon.com slash double fries pod. Um, along with that, the big three roll up is 
power. I'm sorry, the Big Three Roll Up helps power double fries, no slaw. We have merchandise on that website. Go to bigthreerollup.com. Right on the front page, you'll see shop now. You can get a double fries, no slaw um, shirt, as well as a bunch of other stuff. The, uh, the, the same energy Sunday show for the big three roll up dropped today. And I couldn't even bring myself to listen to it, Richie. I don't know if you did or not, but I couldn't stand to hear the Gators glow after, uh, after they'd upset UGA. No, zero chance. I was going (laughs) to listen to that and I, I will not, (laughs) but yeah, man. and, And I'll even sweeten the pot. I don't have the power to do this, but I will. Um, buy a shirt or a double fries no slaw shirt from the shop and um, we'll send you a koozie and a in sticker as well just take a picture and tag us on twitter so I, I just made more work for tj without any power to do so but i think he'll he'll be okay with that yeah we'll see on that one we'll see uh well <laughs> you better get that shirt like uh that's a monday special only so um <laughs> if you do that on monday uh, if the bucks win and you get it in if the bucks win and you get your order in before noon we'll send you one yeah, that, that's well, that's a lot of that's some promises there, bro. So I don't know about all this that you're promising. Um, what'd you guys do this weekend outside of the the obvious FSU loss? Did you guys do anything else fun, or do you just want to get to this uh, bad news that we've got to talk about? Yeah, I just sat up, got some drinks, and watched a few games. It wasn't nothing crazy this weekend. I was just chilling for the most part. Yeah, oh man. It- it's going to be an expensive weekend. I told you guys, I think uh, two weeks ago that our AC was out. The guy came out twice to fix it. It worked for an hour once it worked for a few days. Next it's out again. I think we're going to have to replace our AC unit. Um, so that's not exciting at all. Cause anyone who's done that knows what that costs, but that's uh, the, the fun of being a homeowner, but it, it's 82 degrees in my house right now. And I'm wearing this Jersey and hat because I'm on camera. If we were just, you know, uh, audio only, I'd probably be sitting in this chair in my underwear. So uh, for the viewers, I, I'm, I did you all a solid tonight. Did uh, sorry if I just wasn't listening. I'm trying to catch the end of these other two NFL games too. <laughs> Has your AC been out the whole week? Because it was out last no. week too. It, it, no, it, did, it, it got okay. So it was two weeks ago. He came he out, came out, it. He came right. out on Friday, fixed it, worked for an hour. Then it was out all weekend. Came out Monday, fixed it again. Um, and now it won't even run if we try to put it below like 77 in the house. So which I can't do that. I'm a 72, 73 guy. So it. They're, they're coming back out tomorrow because they don't work on weekends. It, who doesn't work on weekends in AC in uh, Central Florida? But, oh, well, I'm, I'll am i get over it. But let, let's let's hop into this ball game because, man, it's there's a lot to lot to break down from uh, last night. Yeah, we uh, – the Knowles fall 41-17 um, and are not able to uh, – basically guarantees, right? Guarantees we can't get to a winning record. Um going to be well i mean obviously if we were to win out we go six and five but with clemson looming guarantees that florida state cannot get to a winning record i don't know what the bowl situation is right like originally they said everybody could go to bowls um even if you were under 500 but then everybody started playing college football again so i don't think they're going to have room I, i they may have taken that requirement away but if we go three and eight they're not putting us in over a six and six big 10 team right like so um well, Big Ten can't go six and six either, but like a, a six and two Big Ten team or whatever, or a, even a four and four team. So I don't, uh, I don't exactly know how that's going to work, but you know the bowl prospects obviously not looking great anyway. Um, before we start kind of our breakdown and talk about the game, Freddie's extra sauce segment is going to um, hit. Uh, 
some point tomorrow. I can't guarantee exactly what time, possibly at 9 a.m., maybe more likely around noon, kind of depending on how smoothly it goes tonight and how quickly we can get it edited and out to you guys. But that is brought to you by the Lemieux Company. We appreciate their partnership. And uh, definitely go check out Freddie's Extra Sauce segment. There's going to be some good and some bad. Um, he was sending me the pictures of all of the plays yes, uh, uh, this morning, and I was like, man, you're triggering me right now. They can be look at all of this. Um, but he did start out with Travis's touchdown, so at least there's yeah. that in there, and then it goes quickly downhill from there. But, uh, hey, listen, I don't want to <laughs> – no, I'm not going to say it, but I'll tell you guys later when we're not on the air because I don't want to get in trouble. But uh, check out the extra sauce segment because that will be good stuff tomorrow. Um, to kind of break down what went wrong yesterday for for, for for Florida State. So Richie, let's uh let's get started with this. Yeah, so so I figured let's just start with the what were our initial raw reactions because we didn't go instant last night because nobody wanted to hear that. Let's be honest. It's you know that's self-deprecating enough. Um, but I know when I when I turned the game off, like I mentioned in the intro, I was kind of numb. I'm like, oh well, I'm gonna enjoy the rest of my night because there ain't nothing we can do about that. Um, definitely disappointing. I, I did pick us to lose, but I did not see it going that way, especially after, you know, we go up 14 to three and then we think we have a scoop and score to go up 21 to three. At that point, the game's probably over. Uh, the call gets overturned, obviously, and, and the game just gets out of hand and it's, it's hard to take any hope or uh, very few positives to think of when I turned that game off last night. What about you, Freddie? Yeah, when I was watching the game, of course, we went up early. I was like, all right, maybe the guys came out firing on all cylinders after bye week. Then that got overturned, and everything just completely flipped. Our defense, they didn't remember how to tackle. Offensive line, That's what that was the biggest surprise of the game for me. This whole season, we bragged on them and how the transformation they made, and then they looked like the offensive line of old yesterday. It just completely shocked me. And then some of the calls we made in that game from the coaching staff, it – it really confused me. I didn't really understand it, but we definitely took a step back yesterday. Yeah, and we'll we'll get into the one, the the by far the most head scratching call, and that's who they put in at quarterback when Travis went down. Um, but TJ, what what were your thoughts like during and immediately after the game? So a little bit different for me. I was at a uh, birthday party and and didn't see any of the game live. Um, so I didn't, I mean, my immediate reaction was just kind of how we, you know, let up and things certainly went the wrong way. My immediate reaction though, after watching it today, so the ACC yeah. puts out the condensed version was just, and I don't know, you know, obviously when you're watching on that ACC condensed version, they take some plays out, you don't see some things. But the first thing I thought was, holy crap, they got pressure every single play on us. And maybe not because I didn't see every single play like you guys did. Um, no, but it was it was bad. It was noticeable. It <laughs> but was every noticeable. play that I watched, they got <laughs> pressure. Um, and so when, you know, we did a lot of, um, you know, praising the offensive, not praising the offensive line, but we just sat on here and said that they were the most improved unit. They were the unit that we were the most pleased with. Um, and I think the issue is that people just weren't blitzing us, right? Like maybe Miami was, but man, when any kind of pressure just came in, I mean, we didn't have a chance. And so I'm like, Richie, I'm pretty numb to a lot. I mean, you, you, you get beaten down like we have over the last three years and and then you also get older too, right? Like you get older and you have more 
responsibilities and you understand that like, you know, there are some days that I'm going to have to go to twin one-year-old's birthday parties as opposed to watching football because I'm an adult and this is what we have to do sometimes. <laughs> sometimes you just can't, you know, like you understand that like, okay, well, sometimes, you know, other things are more important in life, but uh, yeah, I'm pretty numb to it. Uh, but from watching it back, I mean, I don't even know. I didn't go back and watch the first two, you know, drives that we did score on, but I don't even know how we scored on those drives. Like, I don't know if they just weren't bringing pressure then. Like I kind of had to watch it in a hurry, but uh, obviously Travis made an incredible play and, and Freddie breaks that down tomorrow on the, uh, on the extra sauce segment. But yeah, my immediate reaction was just like, well, the offense just had no chance. And then obviously once Travis went out, there was, there was even less of a chance of, of anything happening. You like to see him come back and fight there at the end of the half to, to, to make it a one score game and, and hit a field goal, which we'd struggled in that department, but uh, just not a great, uh, not a great showing. And then the defense was obviously very lackluster um, getting thrown out there several times after quick drives though. I mean, you're going to expect them to kind of wear down. They started the game fairly well. Um, you know, I, I think uh, with seven minutes to go in the first half, they only had given up what 10 points. And so that's a pretty good start to the first half. Uh, but then when you, well, one time it was a short field. So really maybe, maybe you just say they're on the hook for 17 in the first half. So the defense started out. Okay. I guess. Um, but you know, just overall, just another FSU performance that you're frustrated by, but you get to the end of it and you're just like, well, yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of just who we are at this point. And there's a, um, a comment on Facebook. It looks like, and let's just jump right into this. Cause to me, this was the most puzzling decision of the game when Jordan Travis couldn't go. Mike Norvell goes with James Blackman over Chubba Purdy that it made no sense to me. And I, in my mind, I'm like, Chubba must've got hurt in practice and Norvell just didn't want to, you know, talk about it to, to maybe catch him off surprise, but how you go back to him there. And I think on the third play, he's in the game, he throws an interception that leads to a immediate pit touchdown. Um, and, and this is not a bash James Blackman podcast. You know, I, I think he's a phenomenal teammate and, and a great representative representative of Florida state, but Mike Norvell, that, that was the first time that I've questioned him um, as head coach. And I, and I tweeted that out. I'm like, this is the first time I've questioned a decision under his control. Cause a lot of stuff that's happened to, to Norvell has not been under his control. That was, and it made no sense. And I think Freddie, you tweeted something similar. What were your thoughts when you saw he went with Blackman over Purdy at that point in the game? Yeah, it didn't make any sense. And when I go back to the Jacksonville state game, it just puzzles me even more. You see in the Jacksonville state game, Rotomaker road struggle. And you, he said in his mind early that no matter what, he wasn't putting Blackman in because he knew that he would lose the locker room by doing that. So why would you do that in this situation? It doesn't make any sense. And then you put a guy in that hasn't had first-team reps, and he's shown you on film that he's not the guy. It just all over it doesn't make sense. It was a lose-lose situation. We knew exactly what was going to happen when he came in. So it just didn't make any sense. A spark? I don't know. That's not the guy. You want a spark bringing a younger guy that teams don't have much film on. And we'll we'll accept the growing pains with that, but we know what we're going to get out of Blackman. It just doesn't make sense. I almost wonder, you know, coaches, everything's so much coach speak and everything else. I wonder if, if like a spark is really what he meant. Like, did Chubba have to go pee or something? You know, like, was it, you know, like, <laughs> Did I mean did did Blackman like petition it? Like had Blackman like practiced a little better and 
Cause you don't want to throw your guy under the bus and just say, yeah, he was, he practiced really well, but then he was terrible here. You know, like yeah. had practiced, had Blackman practiced a little better and, and, and Norvell kind of told him like, all right, man, this is your last shot, bro. Like, you know, in so many words, this is your last shot at FSU go out and, and do something at halftime, you know, Chubba just looked nervous as heck in the locker room. And so he's like, well, I'm going to throw Blackman out there because Chubba just has no yeah. deer of the headline. Who knows, man? Like, man, I'm just totally throwing stuff out there. I'm not saying any of that is the case. But um, maybe that's the – maybe I, I just feel like there's something more there. I, I just don't – I'm with Freddie. I don't believe that that's the guy you're looking to make a spark with. And so no. you, I, I don't think you would – if it was something else, I think you just practice coach speak and say that, right? Like, ah, we were looking for yeah. a spark or, ah, we were doing that. But uh, to me, it almost feels like there has to be something else there because that's not the guy you're looking for a spark from. Um, I mean, heck, he hadn't played in how many weeks and Chubba had been in, right? Like Chubba played last week. Yeah. So I don't I don't know that I buy that. And Chubba went – Chubba had a very deceiving 0 for 9 last week. Like he played better than that. I mean, we're all pretty aware of that. So, yeah, um, yeah I don't know. I'm just not buying it. So – um go ahead richie sorry I'd catch yeah off. so in a you know in shuba when he came in he he really did struggle uh in this game um and, and i think it's a classic case of a true freshman in a COVID year with no summer workouts i don't think he was going to be an early enrollee um but he had no summer seven on sevens and he breaks his collarbone early in the season early in fall camp in a scrimmage when he was live um, so he, he, he didn't look good. Let's just say what it was. But again, the offensive line we touched on, it did not help him. Um, here's a stat from Brennan Sinone of 247. FSU allowed more than 25 pressures on Saturday, pressure rate of 42%. Freshman quarterback Chubba Purdy, who got in the game when it was out of hand and Pitt knew Florida State wanted to throw, was pressured on nearly 50% of his drop back attempts. So I, I don't think it's really fair to judge Chubba on this game, and especially if you watched it as soon as he caught the ball out of shotgun, he, he's moving, like trying to avoid pressure. Um, and, and we, we said in the preview that Pitt had a really good front seven and we expected them to, to cause a little bit of havoc there, but it was just a bad situation. Florida state, this is not a team that can play from behind. And, and as soon as you get behind it, it's bad news. Um, so, so I, I'm definitely making no decisions on Chuba moving forward um, because I still think he's a very talented kid and has a, has a really bright future. Um, but it, it, to no fault of his own, it, it was a horrific showing yesterday. Freddie, what did you think? I mean, it's tough, the, the situation he got thrown into. Yeah. Um, it goes back to – I'll talk about it in the segment tomorrow. I think with Jordan, he does he does a lot for this offense. He's dynamic, but you see it a lot. He holds on to the ball too long trying to extend plays. Sometimes you just got to throw the ball out of bounds. And he's taking a lot of unnecessary hits, and it – force a younger guy that isn't necessarily ready to be pushed into action. And these guys, I hope they're icing up, doing everything they can on the Norma Tech boots because they probably feel like they ran a marathon yesterday. They were running for their lives the whole game. I don't know what the offensive line was doing, but to put a true freshman in that situation, it's tough. I don't care how ready he is. That's his first true action. Louisville, that's the end of the game. He comes in with no pressure. You come in and you're trying to lead a comeback, with the offensive line that doesn't help you out, that's tough for anybody. Yeah. TJ, what do you think? I know you just watched the a condensed game today, but, man, it, you had to notice that when Chubba was in there, as soon as he caught the ball, he, he's running for his life. Well, I mean, and that's smart by Pittsburgh, right? Like, yeah. we can't handle pressure. 
we couldn't have a pressure if Jameis Winston was back there, let alone the fact that a true freshman, like you said, that hasn't had any reps or snaps or anything like that. Like, you know, if, if Jameis was back there, I mean, he could check to some different coverages. He's a little mobile, you know, so maybe he even would be a little bit better. But, yeah, Chuba has no experience with that, no clue what to do. And so you keep bringing it. It's, it worked all game, right? I, I, I mean, how many times – I, the Travis, I mean, we don't know why Travis went out, but I mean, it's probably because he got hit 7,000 times, right? Like, you know, so why, why would you stop? Why, why would you stop what's working? So, um, yeah, I mean, Chuba didn't have a great game, but I mean, he was also in a position to not have a, a, a great game. So, I mean, that just is what it is, you know, like, you know, I, when we, when we came out in the second half down seven, right? Like we started the game down seven yeah, yeah. Uh, and Blackman went in I think we all, I mean, we all just kind of thought like, oh, Travis is out. I, mean, I just thought, yeah, this game's over. You know, like I, that's when I, at that point, wasn't really in a rush to get home. It was kind of just like, eh, you know, like I'll, I'll catch it later, you know, because I was at the party. And then when I saw you through the pick, I just said like, all right, I'm done. Like, I don't, I don't need to get home yeah. at all because that's just, you know, they're going to go up two scores. And we're just like Richie said, we're not a team that's built to come back. So, um, so, yeah, I mean, but on Chuba, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens next week. You know, it's it's who we're going to put back there that's just going to get absolutely fed to the Wolves. NC State's defense isn't as good, but the, 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 the recipe on beating FSU is, I mean, you don't have to do much. You just have to uh, not let them get out to a 31-7 to lead or blitz the heck out of them, right? And that's how you beat FSU. And so that's I'm sure that's what NC State will do, try to not let us get out to a massive lead and, you know, bring a lot of pressure yeah and what we were all kind of afraid of was this defense we said coming into the game you know Pitt's offense they're not great even with Kenny Pickett I you know he, he was the deciding factor for me when I thought he might start uh, why they would win but I didn't think they'd put up 41 points in dope um, I know one of those was a pick six and I don't know if that's in your extra sauce segment Freddie but the, the effort on that pick six was pathetic from our our players um, but yeah, it's, it's just frustrating to, to see that happen and the defense, you know, it, first of all, I just want to say and get you, Freddie and TJ, I know it'll be tougher for you since you didn't watch it in real time. I want to give a shout out to Emmett Rice, man. That guy showed up. He was hitting people. He was looking for contact. He was making plays on the field. That guy, and, and he's an older guy. He's upperclassman, right? The guys were kind of worried about. Man, he, he's played some really good football the past few weeks, and he deserves some credit because what he did yesterday, despite a pathetic defense performance, was impressive. Did you, did you think so, Freddie? Yeah, he um he, he made a few splash plays against Louisville, even in that blowout. Um, and it's great for a guy like him. He came in that last year when we beat um, Michigan, so he's yeah. he's gotten to see some success. And you saw him a few weeks ago talking about guys – just doing their own thing, freestyling out there. So yeah. it's clear he's been—he's clearly frustrated as a guy that knows what it takes to be successful. But the fact that he's still going out there, giving everything he has, while other guys aren't doing half of that, like that—we need more of that. And I shout out to him. He's a guy I love. He's always out there trying to take somebody's head completely off. That's what I love about him. He's not the biggest guy, but he's out there playing violent. And of course, he make he makes mistakes. I think sometimes in the past game he gets lost in coverage. But you are the want the want to is there. You don't have to question his effort ever. So that's one thing I love about him. And I wish we had more guys that played the way he played. 
Yeah, I love seeing him. Uh, Gainer made a few, you know, flash plays as well. I, and I know they're trying to figure out a defense that works, but if Gainer's not on the field, then you need to, fig, you know, readjust what you're trying to do because 33 is a guy, man, he has to be on the field for as many snaps as possible because I think uh, one game, I forget which one, uh, in the last two weeks, he only played like nine snaps. You need him on the field because you don't have many guys on defense like that right now uh, for whatever reason. And I, we didn't even mention it. It doesn't help that, you know, Marvin Hamsa, Travis J. We had like five starters out on defense yesterday. Um, but still 41 points. So that pit team is bad. But we, we had a lot of guys out as well. TJ, did you notice that or did you hear that? I know you're at the party. Yeah, I mean, having no depth in the back. I mean, they had kind of hyped up the fact that Nas might be able to play. Um yeah which was exciting. Oh, turn my light back on. It's hot as heck under, under this light. Um, it was exciting that, to maybe have Nas back, especially if Pickett was there. But obviously, if Pickett wasn't there, then you think the defense has an even bigger advantage. But And when I kind of saw the pregame reports and stuff that he wasn't going to be there, I mean, that made it really tough. Um, there were other guys that were missing that I feel like have been missing all year, so I don't know how big, it, big of an impact that made. You know, I'm not here to call out kids or say any names or anything, but – you know, there were some some names that I was like, ah, oh, that stinks, and then others I was just like, well, it'll be all right. You know, we'll Whatever. be fine. Didn't didn't know that it was going to be a big deal one way or the other, and it probably wasn't. Um, and none of those guys make a thirty point difference, right? So, no. or twenty four, even seventeen, right? Like take the pick six away late, um, unless they were all just going to play on the offensive line, right? And put put ten guys on the offensive line and and Travis back there by himself. Um, so, yeah, no, I mean. The guys being out, I, I don't know how much – besides maybe Nas, I, I don't know how much of a difference it would have made. If they were all there, even probably still – maybe you lose by 20 or seven, uh, yeah. 14 instead. Yeah, so so we spent about 30 minutes on this. Um, I think we've heard enough about this pit game. It, it was a nightmare. Like, there's no way to put it. Um, but moving forward, man, it doesn't look much prettier. And I've mentioned it on here before, I'm not a huge fan – of ESPN and their football power index. And I know we all look at it and talk about it, but I think it's noteworthy that we have four games left. So we play um, Clemson, Virginia, Duke, and NC state, NC state. We have a 26.1% chance of winning Clemson. I think ESPN's really generous here. They're giving us a 2.6% chance of winning that game. Thanksgiving weekend in Doke against Virginia, a 37.4% chance of winning. That is the highest percentage chance we have of winning a game the rest of the year. Uh, basically, if we play them 10 times, we'd be lucky to beat them four. And then at Duke to end the season, a 37% chance. I mean, I don't think we lose all four. We're definitely losing Clemson. I think we find a way to get one of those three. Do you, either of you have any confidence that we can get two of the three? No, I don't have any confidence that we can get two of them. Sorry, Freddie, I cut you off. You're going to say the same thing as me, though. So <laughs> I don't have any confidence that we can get two of them. I don't have much confidence that we can get one. Yeah. You know, I. So let me phrase it this way. I'm for, probably going to be a you. sucker. I'm, let me phrase it this way for both of you. What, what What do you think is more likely? Zero wins or one win the rest of the way? Uh, one win is more like cut them off. You yeah, think so? Go ahead. Yeah, one Freddie, win is what more like. What do you think? Like, Zero wins ahead. or one win the rest of the way? After what we saw tomorrow, yesterday, yeah. I say zero. I, I think I'm leaning with you because I think Duke is not as good defensively, but they're better offensively. In our offense, it, it's improved, and you can see what they're trying to do, but it's not consistent. I think because Clemson, we're throwing that away. We, we all know that's no chance, right? 
those other three games are all I, I'm not even sure I'd call them all coin flips. I think they're, you know, ESPN's probably about right. So I'd I think zero is probably more likely than one right now. And I hate to say that because that means we're looking at a two and nine season at Florida State. My goodness. Um, but TJ, I, I, I don't think we could get one and, and it wouldn't surprise me. But if I had to pick, I think zero is more likely than one right now. Yeah, I mean, it's tough. It's tough because, well, it's also the unknown, right? We, I mean, sorry that I've kind of been out of the loop here and I do a Florida State podcast and don't know the answer to this, but we don't have any update on Jordan Travis, do we? I mean, like, that yeah, has I, nothing yet. Nothing at all. And then we probably um, won't know till Saturday morning, to be honest. I mean, if he's out, out like, well, I think we'll know that before because he won't practice. So, yeah, uh, true. you know, <sighs> NC State looked really good um, against Miami. They're going to score a lot. Um, their defense isn't very good. And so, um, you know, I lied to you guys and said that I like the pit matchup because I didn't want to see us play a good offense. I'd rather play a good um, defense and uh, eventually wear them down and be able to score more than them. Well, with Pickett there, that kind of, you know, their offense was obviously better. Um, but I think you you really can't – It's the game is – it's two different games. Once Jordan's out, it's a different game, right? Like we got to comment – on our YouTube, obviously the, um, you know, the, the 88 yard touchdown really inflates this, but we averaged nine yards of play in the first quarter, two and a half in the second and 1.4 in the second half. Um, not that 2.3 is great. The second quarter wasn't very good. And the first quarter is, is again inflated because of the long run. But it's it's a tale of two halves when when Travis is there and, and when he's not. If if Travis doesn't play anymore, I got us going zero and four over the last four. Could let's, let's, could we could we win that do game? Because they're not very good either. Yeah, no. Yes, but we're not. Be, I don't see us beating Virginia or NC State. So also, I, shout out to Mike who's watching this and, and noticed my Liberty shirt seven and zero for my alma mater. Hey, when you brought it up on the Thursday night show with. Uh, picking the Liberty spread. I didn't have to think about it. I'm like, man, Liberty covers and Freddie's like, yeah, Liberty covers. We're like, we're all in on that. So bro, Congrats like every other timeline was everybody on the timeline was like talking about it and stuff. You know how, like when you're, you know, pitchers like pitching a no hitter or your team's an underdog and like playing well. And everybody's like, Oh, I'm taking Liberty 15 and a half. Like, yeah. Oh, this is the easiest bet ever. And then they score and they're like, Oh, this was easy money. And I'm like, Man, will y'all shut up? Like, y'all are gonna ruin this? <laughs> like, I know Freddie says, everybody, like, that's fine that we talk about, it, but like, everybody on the timeline, like, just every random person ever, the, the noon slate wasn't great. And so, everybody was watching that Liberty game because it was, it was a lot of fun. And so, but yeah, they ended up pulling off. They got lucky. I don't know. Did you guys see the end of that? I know we're talking about FSU, but they, they kicked a field goal and it got blocked and run back. But yes. a timeout had been called right before that. And so, they got to re kick it, 50 something yard field goal and, and won it. Uh, with a second left on the clock. So it was fun. But um, somebody asked me one time who I would cheer for if the two teams played each other. And I, this year, I think it would be Liberty, but like most years, it would be FSU. So I'll just say that. That's this funny. Year, I, I was actually, uh, I was on the, uh, the Noel game day with Logan. We did a, you know, pregame like preview and he asked me to come on. So I said, sure. And then like the Liberty Virginia Tech game's close. I'm like, I got to watch this and see what happens. And I saw the blocked field brought back and I'm like, yeah, that's it, man. Uh, unfortunate for Liberty. Then I saw they called it back and then they win the game on a 
Man, that kick would have been good from 100 yards. That that was that's a pure adrenaline for that guy. And it, yeah. I think the announcer was talking about man, he he looked like Freddie. You know, this guy's jacked. Like he's sitting on the <laughs> sidelines. I'm like, man, that's that's impressive. But um, going back to, back to our game, we get sidetracked easily here on, on the Double Fries No Slaw podcast. But yeah, so going this this week, and we'll preview the game obviously on Thursday. But Jordan Travis, and I mentioned it on Thursday night, he's not been able to finish a game all season long. He's been hurt in every game. Um, if he can't go, who do you go with? Because I know the easy answer for me, and I, I think we'll all agree it's the number on the jersey I'm wearing right now. It's it's you got to see what you ha- at least have with Chuba because you have Luke Altmar hopefully coming in behind him. And you can use these next four weeks to figure out what Chuba Purdy is and or at least get an idea of what he is. And then with Luke Altmaier coming in, that going to next season or, or even the spring, I think Altmaier's an early enrollee, you can say, okay, so these are our two guys. But where do we go from here? TJ, I'll start with you. Um, yeah, no, I'm the same way. It's got to be Purdy if, if Travis can't go. And then I I don't know if something was to happen to Purdy, which, you know, knock on wood, hopefully it doesn't. But yeah. I think you go Tate then, you know, like I just yeah, think you I kind agree. of in, yeah. instill the youth and, you know, that's not an anti-Blackman thing. I just don't think that that benefits you anything long-term. I mean, Tate gets some reps, some meaningful reps, yeah. you know, could help him long-term. I don't think he'll ever be the starter here at FSU with any consistency, but if he has to come in and spot somebody for a game and we're never, we're not going to upgrade the O-line after one, you know, in one year, if he has to spot Luke or, or Chuba next year, then, you know, he's, he's had some reps and can do that. So, uh, you know, if, if we were, I mean, I'll say this, if we were down by, if we were down by seven with, you know, four, three minutes to go and, and, uh, Purdy got hurt. I mean, Blackman's the more capable quarterback of leading us back. So maybe in that situation, you, you play Blackman, um, over Rotomaker, but if it's just for the whole game, I mean, I think you just throw the young guy out there and and let him roll, but yeah, Chuba, that's the long answer to say Chuba as well. Yeah, I agree. I don't I don't think there's any point in putting Blackman in there at this point unless you're just trying to lose the entire fan base and lose your locker room. That's why I didn't understand the decision in the game. Um, That's the only thing you could have been getting accomplished with that because over the course of the year, what we've seen from Blackman in these moments, and he wasn't even getting pressure on him in this play. It was just uh, – I don't know what he was looking at. But these situations, he kind of locks in on guys and just – Defenders just pick T off on them, and you just got to let your young guys roll. The Purdy interception yesterday, it is what it is. He stared down the receiver, and same thing happened. But we, we've we seen that Blackman does this all the time. He holds on to the ball too long. At least it, Purdy can get out of there. He can escape pressure. He, show, he showcased that in the game. We'll just have to give him a full week of game planning as a starter, see, see where he goes, because we know what we're going to get out of Blackman, and I don't think – we the locker room takes that too well if we start black. Yeah, Mike just said another good question on uh, YouTube, asking if Pur- if playing Purdy now could could eventually turn him into Blackman. So I think the 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 uh, point that's being made there is Blackman had to play too early and then um, hasn't. I don't want to say lived up to the hype, but obviously hasn't had a great career here. Um, would that happen to Purdy as well? I'm going to give my take and then I want to hear Freddie and Richie's take as well. I don't think so. Um, Purdy was Purdy a four-star Richie. Yeah. He was Blackman, like top 100, I believe. 
yeah, Blackman was never really meant to start here. When Blackman committed, we had um, Francois, who was pretty highly rated on the roster. We had DeAndre Johnson on the roster. And was Malik still on the roster as well when he committed? I have to look at the exact commit date, Not but sure. I want to say we had all I want to say we had all three of those guys. And so Blackman was really never supposed to start. Well, DeAndre punches at somebody and Malik Henry can't stay clean and has to leave. And, and, and uh, Francois gets hurt week one. And so I don't think that that was really the intention. Now, obviously Purdy starting the intent, week one wouldn't be the intention either. But the other side of that is that I think that if Jimbo had stayed here and was able to develop Blackman, Blackman would be much better than he is today. Um, not that he would be great, uh, but I do think he would be better than what we're seeing right now uh, just because of how talented Jimbo is. And I, I don't think Norvell is the QB developer that Jimbo is. I don't think anybody is, right? Like it's like Jimbo and Mullen are, are like QB whisperers. But if, if Norvell is able to kind of stay close to Purdy and develop him, I don't think he'll turn to Blackman 2.0. Could he? I mean, sure. You know, like, could he take some hits and be injured and, you know, never really get it back? I mean, I think it's possible, but I, I think that Purdy's in a better situation because Norvell's at least going to be here for two more years. I mean, like, unless we lose every game, I mean, we, uh, shoot, we go in 12 next year, Norvell's probably still here. So I think that he'll be in a better situation. Freddie, that's yeah. a good question, though. Yes. Um, I don't think so because the situation with Blackman, like you said, he's been in a lot of different offices, and the only offense that has fit his skill set was Jimbo's offense. So he showed a little promise that year, and after that, next year he's dealing with Willie. And Willie's offense was not meant for James Blackman. He didn't look comfortable ever, and then this year he didn't look comfortable. It was a completely different scheme, and he just, it just didn't fit him. And that show when Travis came in and was absolutely able to make a splash, it's fit for dual threat QBs that get the ball out of their hands fast, the screen game, stretch the defense out wide, it's fit for them. So a guy like Chubba Purdy, he's fit for this offense. And even if he struggles early, he's going to continue to grow. And it's an offense that's fit for his skill set. So I don't think the same thing will happen for him. Yeah, I, I couldn't say it any better, Freddie. That's, you know, what Mike Norvell identified Chubba really early when he got here, a guy that was committed to Louisville and had been for months and was able to convince him, said, hey, look what I've done with Brady White uh, over at Memphis, man. Uh, you come to Florida State, you can be that and then some because Chubba has a very natural skill set. Um, James Blackman, it, he he has a lot of tools, but he was very raw. And, and he it, it's not his fault, guys. And, and, we, and I think we all agree here. He came to play for Jimbo. And like TJ said, if he had played for Jimbo for four years, he'd probably be a lot better quarterback right now because Jimbo's outstanding at getting everything out of his quarterbacks. We're seeing it right now. He's got the Aggies rolling. Um, but, you know, he came in to play for Jimbo. Then it was Willie um, and Walt Bill. And then it was Kendall Bryles' offense, you know. And now it's, you know, Mike Norvell's offense. He, he's just been dealt an impossible hand. If you play poker, he's been dealt 2-7 off suit. No chance. And it's not his fault, but you got to move on from him. And I don't think Purdy falls in that because Purdy was highly coveted. You know, it, he broke his brother – uh, who's a little older at Iowa State right now, broke all sorts of Arizona State records. And then Chuba came behind him and broke all those records. Um, he's a talented kid. He's He loves football. He's, he loves Florida State from all we hear. Um, you know, I, I do think you can ruin a kid by starting him too early and throwing him to the fire too early. But this is a unique situation where you're on your you know third coach in three years and you just need to build from the ground up. And he's the ground right now. It's him and Tate. So I, I don't think 
you know, it's going to ruin him. It it won't be easy. It won't be ideal, but I do think he has a bright future at Florida state still. I agree. Where do we go here? Do you guys have any closing thoughts on FSU before we kind of shut the page on, on this game and and our outlook and and things like that? And we can kind of move on and then get out of here in a few minutes. Yeah, man, Florida state fans. Uh, if you don't drink, I feel bad for you because you're going to need it the rest of the season. <laughs> Luckily, I, I will enjoy my alcohol. Um, but seriously, again, let's hope we see progress even in baby steps from week to week because um, there's nothing left to this season. Like there's no goals that are attainable that we would be happy with as Florida State fans, nor should we. But also understanding this is, you know, quote unquote, a year zero. So it's. You know, let's just throw this year away when it's over. Forget about it. Give Mike a full spring. Hopefully the pandemic's under control to where we can actually have a spring. Um, have a full summer of seven on sevens. And then see what we look like when we open up with Notre Dame next year who just beat Clemson. So it's not getting any easier anytime soon. Yeah, the, the simple reality is at this point in the season, going into that bye week, I was thinking, all right, we have to see this team take a step forward. But after that game, you just have to sit there and realize we are what we are at this point. Um, Not much is going to change. Um, A little game planning here and there, but we are what we are. We're a team that's soft on defense. We struggle. We struggle getting stops. And we get, we can run the ball on offense, but yesterday we seen that if a team pressures us, we have trouble. So that we're going to get a lot more of that this season. And without Jordan Travis, it's going to be tough. And even with him, it's going to be tough because it seems now Pitt found the game plan for him. Now everybody's looking at that film, and they're going to they're going to load the box and stop our run because that's where we're a threat at. Everything operates off the run, and they're going to make Travis beat us with, with his arm, which he hasn't really shown defenses that he can do yet. So it's going to be tough. And then you get a younger guy like Purdy in that hasn't had that experience yet. It's going to be a lot of growing pains, but it's going to – Gonna be a little ride the rest of the season, but we'll see how these nose finish it out. Hey, we're, we're, we'll be we'll be here every week for it, so <laughs> we'll be here regardless. We'll be here suffering through. No, it's um, we um, yeah, we have the we. I'll just tell you, we have the we have a grand opening with our our network host, the three roll like we talked about at their um, building in Orlando this weekend. I think we'll all be there, Freddie's. Pretty might be a game time decision, but I think we'll all be there. And the Florida State plays lay. I, I doubt we do an instant reaction podcast on Saturday night, just because I'll be in Orlando. It'll kind of be tough to to do that unless we win. Then I'll I'll find a way to do it because I'll need to. I'll be pretty hammered at that point. But um, I'll be like on the sauce like Richie was against North Carolina. Um, at least that was a top five win. <laughs> I mean, I'm looking top five now, but it felt good in the moment. Yeah. But, <laughs> Fool's gold, but I'll take it. Fool, it fooled us. Um, <laughs> yeah, it did. <laughs> but uh, and then we, you know, the one after the Clemson game, like that's just I, I, I don't want to think about that weekend. I'm actually gonna be in Savannah that weekend. That was gonna be tough. Uh, the Harlan just put this in the group text. We're probably going to be at the Virginia game. Actually, I'm, I know I'm going. Um, Richie's the game time decision there, so we'll figure that one out. Um, and then the last game of the year is Duke. So. Four more games to go. I'm 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 looking forward to the off season. You know, like I'm I'm ready to get this season behind us and start building for something else. But uh, but Richie, you mentioned that Clemson Notre Dame game. Did you guys stay up late and watch that? Let's move on from Florida State. I'm I'm sick of him. Did you guys watch I that? Am, so I am so mad. I I watched. Oh, you much sissy! All of it. You I watched all of it. 
And then, no, I didn't go to bed. I fell asleep, a.k.a. Uh, got extra sauce on the couch. Woke up, and I'm like, wait, I checked my phone. like, Notre Dame won? But I I saw the vast majority of the game, and, man, it was – that was – that's what college football is all about right there. Like, it was so much fun back and forth. And, and unfortunately, one thing that really upset me, Dabo owns ACC refs. Did you guys notice that? Like, they throw a flag – he gets on them, yells at them, and they pick it up. Like they're like, "No, we don't want nothing to do with Dabo." And I feel like Jimbo never had that courtesy. He Jimbo would just get, you know, fifteen yarders thrown on him. But Freddie, did you watch that? And did you see how Dabo just controlled the refs? It seemed like at certain points in the game. Yeah, we knew that after the top block. But um, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, I was watching the game and it, it was crazy. Just but the takeaway I got from it, it was a tight game. I had Clemson still pulling it out, but. Clemson had Same. three of the top players out. Trevor, Trevor Lawrence, one of the D tackles, and they're starting linebackers. I think they're going to completely demolish Notre Dame when they get that rematch. I agree, hundred percent, hundred percent. But it, it was a great game to watch. I just don't think it'll be close the next time with Trevor Lawrence. Clemson's a different team. Well, I think it makes it very interesting for the next game. I, I don't know that I, I, Trevor Lawrence is is phenomenal. Right, best quarterback in the league. Like it's not even close. Um, but I don't know how much more production they. Like, I don't know that they're scoring more than four. You know, like I don't know they're scoring more than forty on Notre Dame the next time. But well, I think the it's difference would be those guys. Yeah. I think the, the difference. Around. Well, they only scored one. So so they scored thirty three on Notre Dame. Yeah. Um. In in regulation because they only scored the one time. So but you can expect that um, again. I think. I think so. What I think will be better. And so, like, I'm not trying to say that Trevor Lawrence wouldn't have made the difference last night because he probably would. But I I don't think they got bad quarterback playing. That's why they lost. I think it was the defense. The defense gave up 33 regulation points and then gave up both touchdowns in in overtime. And so you get that D tackle back. You get them um, playing in Charlotte, which is much closer to home. You get them playing in a a stadium they've won in the last four years now. God, that's depressing. Every year um, since Florida State last won it, right? Yeah, since 2014. So 15, no, six years. No, golly. So yeah, they're or five years. So they're they're used to playing there and they'll play there and they'll play well. And um, and then the defense will play better. And um, but I mean heck, it's a great win for Notre Dame. I mean, you know, yeah. you play who's against you. They yeah. still played a you know, Notre Dame's notorious for getting up on that big stage and choking, and uh they nearly did, right? I got to play a uh um a backup quarterback at home and nearly blew it. They still gave up 400 yards to him. Um, ETN kind of went ghost. Um, only 28 yards on 18 carries. He wasn't great, but Notre Dame obviously shut that down and stopped it pretty well. Notre Dame ran the ball well, again, with a defensive tackle and a linebacker being out. I mean, that's obviously easier to do. But, um, yeah, no, I think they beat him the next time, but it sets up an interesting conversation, and it sets up a conversation that looks like this. Um, for the playoff, we all expect Clemson to um, – win out right win the rest yeah. of their games beat Notre Dame and make the play well, they, they, so they gotta play Florida State next so I don't know Oof. I don't know how they'll do that with their two <laughs> weeks off to repair um Clemson wins out and gets in um it doesn't really matter who well it does yeah the SEC is uh, there's going to be a lot more one loss teams than there usually are because there've been less games this year. And, and you don't have that 12 yeah. game that really decides things. A&M is probably going to finish with one loss. Um, Florida has one loss now and, and is not going to lose another regular season game and then play Alabama. And I think Alabama wins that, but if Florida is able to upset them, 
Then you've got A&M and Florida and Alabama all with one loss. And you've got Notre Dame and Clemson both with one loss. Miami's probably going to win out and have one loss. Not that I say think that Miami should really be legitimately in the conversation, but they're going to be up there. They're ranked ninth now. I mean, they're going to be around. Cincinnati's undefeated. Indiana and Ohio State are there. You've got your uh, – Texas only has one. No, Texas has two losses. Oklahoma State, if they win out, they're going to have one loss. I don't think they do, so it doesn't matter. And then you're going to have the Pac-12 champ in, in and around that conversation as well. And with less games, I think it's going to get very, very interesting. SEC champs in. Clemson's in. The winner of Ohio State and Indiana is in. And then you're going to have like five teams like right there for number um, for number four. So how do you guys TJ, see it going I'll, down this year? Yeah, I'll just say we always think that late October, early November. But it's different this time. It's, I'm, uh, you can I, say go that. I'll, I'll, go back this to, time. I'll go back to 2013, Freddie's freshman year at Florida State. We demolished Clemson, and, and we were not in the top two in the country in the BCS rankings. And people were freaking out, and we're like, Give it time. Things take care of them. That's much, much different. I remember on a Thursday night, I bought a Stanford Cardinals shirt just for a Thursday night game against Oregon because I knew if they beat Oregon, then Florida State was going for the national championship. And I bought my flight from Orlando to Pasadena or to from Orlando to LAX that night at like midnight um, from a bar on my cell phone. I know what you're saying. There's less games. It's tricky. I just think these things always work themselves out. Like even in the BCS era, I don't think anybody can really ever say they got screwed except for that Auburn team that had Cadillac Williams or um, yeah, Cadillac and, and Deuce. Like that, that was the, that team probably would have won a national title, but they didn't get in, which is wild to think an SEC uh, undefeated SEC team did not get into a national title game back then. But I, I do think everything's going to work itself out, but it, it, there is a doomsday scenario or like TJ was hinting at to where you have, you know, two undefeateds or three undefeateds, and then a bunch of one loss uh, teams that have a really good resume and, and it'll be interesting. So Freddie, what do you think, man? You played the sport. You've seen the, the college football playoff era. Yeah. And I think this year it may be the worst it's ever been. Like they're going, there's going to be a lot of good teams that don't get in and they definitely have to add more teams in at least eight. Cause it's going to be some teams that are, yeah highly deserving of getting in and they're going to be on the outside looking in and they don't deserve to be. If Ohio State wins out, of course, they should be in. If Bama wins out, they should be in. Clemson, if they beat Notre Dame, they're going to be in. Then you're looking at Notre Dame. And it's it's going to be crazy. The Texas and them, if they win out, their only losses to the number one team, Alabama. So it's going to be yeah. crazy across the board and a lot of teams are going to be upset. And and how much yeah. stock does the, does the committee put into the fact that A&M has Jimbo, who's won a national title, he just went, what, 9-1 and one in the SEC and his only losses to Alabama, and he beat Florida. I think they take Florida, but A&M has a really strong argument, and if I'm an A&M fan... Well, if Florida, take if Florida, Florida beats over, Alabama, they take them. If Florida true. loses yeah. to Alabama, they're out. So Fair, like yeah, that, good Florida, point. I didn't think of it. So, yeah, good point, good point. But, but that's the thing. If Florida beats Alabama... Then you've got oh, two it's, ten and it's, it's, you've got two, it's two can, ten and one teams. It, yeah. I mean, and I know we say it always works, and it probably will work itself out better than to have all these teams. And what I will say yeah. is, somebody is going to get screwed, and maybe a couple of teams are getting going to get screwed out of being the number four team, right? But they're not getting screwed out of a national title because they're just going to go right. get waylaid yeah. by whoever 
that number one team is anyway, right? Like, do we really think that A&M is going to then compete with Alabama if they get a rematch? Do we really think that Notre Dame belongs on the same field if they get in or Miami or Cincinnati or whoever that team is? I mean, I don't, you know, it doesn't really matter. I think Cincinnati is going to have the, um, you know, the toughest one as well. Um, you know, so I think it's going to be tough. But you look at these games, A&M has Tennessee, Mississippi, the worst LSU team I've ever seen, and then Auburn. Wait, so, so I guess so, Auburn could so Jimbo, Jimbo versus Pruitt. Yeah, I mean they're going to beat the heck out That'll of them. I'm going to pick that this weekend. I hope so. But that, that'll be a fun know, one. I don't know, man. I might, I might go with Jimbo. And then, <laughs> and then Florida has Vandy, Kentucky, Arkansas, Tennessee. I mean they're not losing the game. Alabama has Kentucky, Arkansas, LSU. Like but they're not losing. I, you know, Miami could maybe lose to UNC, but that's at home. I mean, they're not losing to Wake Forest, Georgia Tech, or the team that no. Liberty just beat the heck out of. Notre Dame's not losing to Syracuse or Boston College or Wake Forest. So, I mean, you know, I know we always say that it could, but I just don't see it this year. I think this year is going to be wild. Now, I do think that I do think that Alabama wins out, and so that takes Florida out of the mix of it. So, I think that Alabama will kind of control their own destiny on that. And I think that Clemson will beat Notre Dame by enough to remove them from the conversation. Um, but if Clemson only beats Notre Dame by three with Trevor Lawrence, we've never seen a team lose a cha- we've never seen a team lose a championship game and then get in. But that's the scenario where it could happen. Same thing with Alabama. Alabama loses to Florida by three. And they're both ten and one. I mean, are you taking Alabama out at that point? You're not taking them out for A and M, you know. And but they all beat each other, yeah. right? They should at have that to point, play Bam a little round robin. and Florida are both in. So, I think like so. Freddie, or, like Freddie said, that long story short, we need eight teams at least. Like that's yeah, the only I'm, easy answer here. I think we just need to go back to two. Like that would be my easy answer. Is if you just have two, no. you you have it to find it. But I, I don't like going to eight. I, I'd be okay going to eight this year because of the pandemic, but. I'm not, I'm not good with eight every year because I don't want to see, I don't want to see somebody terrible up against like a three loss team up against Alabama. Like I just think yeah. that's like who cares. Um, but I, it, it's interesting to see. We always it always works itself out, but I don't know if it will this year. Undefeated um, Liberty is the four seed. I don't want to see that, bro. Just give me a big bowl game in Leicester. <laughs> I don't want to. See CJ that, doesn't bro. want Liberty versus Alabama. <laughs> I've been talking. They play. They play. Um. They play somebody terrible, West Carolina or somebody this week. They'll beat them. Then they play NC State. I think that one could get really, really interesting. They're, they're, you know, they've got like a one in three or one in four chance to win that game, but they could win that game, just beat Virginia Tech. And then they play. Hey, I'm, I'm picking another, them to cover. I'm picking them to cover against NC absolutely. State. Absolutely. <laughs> and then they play another really um, bad team. They'll beat them. Oh, they play, uh, they play FAU? Not FAU. Oh, uh, UMass. They play Walt Bell in them. So it'll beat the heck out. That'll be a fun one. Everybody can cheer Liberty again. And then they finished up with Coastal Carolina, which was our big rival when I was in school, who was also an undefeated team. So that one will be fun. Uh, that When I was in, in school, that was the biggest – that was like our – that was our rivalry weekend game. That's who we played the same, you know, Thanksgiving nice. weekend. So that'll be a lot of fun to finish off with them. Um, Who's on that week, TJ? Because right, I – Liberty, they win me a lot of money on all my single picks. <laughs> But Coastal Carolina hasn't lost me a game this year either, so I don't know who I'm going to bet with. I'm, <laughs> don't I, put them in the same bet. The boys, I guess. Don't put them in the same bet. That does not – I've been drunk and done that before, but, like, don't do that. It doesn't work <laughs> like that. <laughs> you don't just automatically get one of them, right? Nice. Um, Richie's dying to talk about this Bucks game. 
and hoping he doesn't get let down. So, Richie, what do you think? Man, I'm I'm looking forward to it. I I think it's a, it's a three point game. Um, it, it, it's a coin flip to me. Uh, I'm excited. It's in Tampa. That's helpful. Um, I'm not sure what the weather's like down in Tampa. I think that could be a major factor. Uh, Breeze is, is looks off, and he did not practice all week. We talked about this Thursday. There's an outside chance we have a Jameis Winston siding playing quarterback in Raymond James Stadium tonight. And the the man Twitter will just break if that actually does happen. And I'm not talking just Florida State Twitter. I'm talking everyone because that's Jameis is one of the most polarizing figures in the NFL. Uh, last year when his with his 30 touchdown 30 interception season um again i don't want breeze to get hurt but i, I think it would be awesome if it was fourth quarter you know it's 20 to 20 and it's brady versus Jameis. like how cool would that be we'll see I'm, I'm excited for the game either way man what about you guys yeah i'm excited i think tampa's shoot i don't, I don't even know i said thing they've grown a lot since that first week and they're an absolute monster right now. And now they added in Antonio Browns. So he's going to free up Evans on the outside. And that's going to be a nasty duo. And hopefully they start gelling and have that chemistry. Because if that can work, then it's going to be hell for the entire league. And if they get clicking tonight, it's going to be tough for New Orleans. I know they got Thomas back. And <laughs> that's the guy who runs those three-yard slants all damn game. But oh, he's killing so it's going to be an exciting game. Alvin Kamara, of course, he's going to do his thing. But I think the Bucs will step up and pull one up. Yeah, I think the uh, I think the Bucs win here. I think that it's hard to say they're playing better because they looked terrible um, oh, bad. last week against the Giants. But the Saints don't really look good either. The one thing I will say is that the Saints um, – the Bucks defense is better than the Saints defense. The Bucks defense has been playing better, even though the offense is sometimes kind of slow and, and goes through droughts of not playing super well. So I think the Bucks defense will do enough to get the win. Um, if either team, both teams have been starting slow. Um, the Saints have been starting kind of slow and then having to come back late. Uh, if either team kind of goes up by two scores early, not that the, the other teams can't come back, I think it's yeah. going to put them in a, in a tough situation. Um, but I think the Bucs win this. I think the Bucs win by – I think the Bucs win by like 10 or 14. I think that they jump out to early lead. I think Breeze has a noodle arm. And, you know, the concerns yeah. that we had around Brady's arm was could he still throw it down the field? Like Breeze just can't. And so I, I think that the Bucs will be better here. I think that, you know, you have to kind of be cognizant of Camara uh, at, at all times. But – I think that the Bucks are the better team and um, and playing better, have more weapons. You know, could New Orleans win? Absolutely. It's the National Football League. The Bucks have started slow a couple weeks in a row. And if they do that again, they'll they'll lose to the Saints tonight for sure, because the Saints are a much better team than um, than the Raiders or the um, Giants that they beat in the last couple of weeks. But I think the Bucks win this fairly comfortably. Um, let's let's and do this real really quick. Uh, before we go to our shout outs, let's, let's all give score predictions and we'll, we'll even bring uh, the producer Harlan in for this one, even though one of the first shows he, he told me how Brady was not going to work in Tampa and he was wrong. So I want to bring him back and, and let him explain himself, but uh, let's start with you, Harlan, man. What's your score prediction for the Bucks and uh, Saints tonight? I think if Jameis does not play and Drew Brees noodle arm plays the whole game, I think Brady <laughs> and the Bucks win it by two scores. All right. 
I like it. Give, give me a number. I need a number on each team here. Uh, let's go. Um, no, no Jameis on the Saints. I'll go 35-21. Bucks. All right. And uh, Freddie, you're, you're a Bucks fan, man. We're all Bucks fans, actually. So it's, <laughs> we're, all, we're not being homers, but I'm about to be a real homer here in a second. Oh, gosh. <laughs> I'm going to take the Bucks on um, 31-27. I think it's a close game. TJ, where are you at, man? Um, yeah, 31 number sounds good. I feel like that's just what I always pick. Like, I always pick that for FSU. I always pick that for everything. Uh, I'll go Bucks. Uh, 28-17. 34-17 Bucks roll. Um, this defense is good. The offense is really good. Antonio Brown, I think he's playing tonight. I'm excited, man. I'm I'm, I'm wearing – I got the Brady jersey. Uh, my wife's got her uh, Drew Brees jersey on. We're, we're excited to go. So, um, 28 doesn't Shout feel outs. like enough. I feel like we score a little bit more than that. But, yeah, I'm sticking with it. 28, 17 bucks. <laughs> um, if Jameis gets in, I've got 45 to <laughs> 38 Saints. All right. 45, 38 Saints. Yes. I mean, if he gets in, if he gets in, like not at the very, like at the yeah, very, yeah, like, end. like, like before half, thing. yeah, something like that. So, all right. Yeah. All right. So, because it's going to be more high scoring if that's the case. Um, shout out Alex Trebek. Obviously, I put this up as my yes. background. Um, legend. I feel like everybody's favorite game show host. Um, but it's terrible news that he passed away today, 80 years old, with pancreatic cancer um just brutal it was it was cool to watch um him fight through it and and still be on the show for so long and um you know it was it was kind of like the um kind of like how not the passing but kind of like how kobe's last year um everybody knew it was his last year and so like everybody was able to be so appreciative of him and tell him how much he meant to them and things like that and it was really really cool um to see that and really over these last year or so of Jeopardy, you've, you've seen that as well. People have wagered. Uh, I love Alex Trebek. And, yeah. and people have been much more sentimental to tell him how much they mean to him. Whereas if we didn't know that he had this disease, I, I think people would have just been on Jeopardy like they are normally, right? Like you just think people are going to be around forever. And so we kind of got to do that um, and see that um, as kind of a farewell tour because it remind him having the, the, the cancer and, and us knowing about it reminded us of how frail life is and that it can really be gone at any moment. So people that were on the show and fans of the show and people that wrote in and people on social media were able to tell him how much we appreciated him um, while he was still here. And they got to say their goodbyes and how much they, he meant to them before he ultimately passed, which is a great reminder that we should do that every day, always, because we really don't know. Like, we don't always get this preview, you know? And so um shout out to Alex Rebecca, obviously the GOAT when it comes to um game show hosts and uh obviously thoughts and prayers with his family and and the uh you know people he worked with and and really just everybody that kind of looked up to him for sure. Sorry to take it down on a I didn't know we could get more no. sad than FSU football, well, but we definitely did. I'll, <laughs> I'll go next because I'm gonna kick it to Freddie. I actually have four shout outs this week. Um, holy cow and it'll, it'll be quick alex, <laughs> alex trebek like you said alex trebek man i grew up like since i was like 10 jeopardy was my favorite game show 
And I don't really get emotional when celebrities pass away, but this one hit me a little bit. And I was moved to tears when I saw the news and, you know, it hurt a little bit. And, you know, me and the wife, we went back and watched like Alex Trebek best moments. So that that's, he's definitely number one. Uh, Number two, the goat, happy birthday, Bobby Bowden. Today is his birthday. And we should all, you know, I thought he's 92 years old now. Just again, every Florida state fan should appreciate Bobby Bowden. Um, next one, Dalvin Cook, over 200 yards rushing today in the game. He man, he went off, man. He you would have thought Freddie Stevenson was lead blocking for him the way he played today. And my last one, and I'm gonna kick it to Freddie because we need to get this momentum going to make it happen. Kirk Herbstreet confirmed to Freddie Stevenson that he wants to come on the podcast. Freddie, man, way to go. Hey, listen, man, I've been getting videos for years. Well, when I played of Kirk Herbstreit showing me love. Like, yo, this guy can play as a weapon. So I always, I don't know, I always like the Kirk, Kirk Herbstreit. Like, man, he, so he's showing the fullback love. Not a lot of people do that. So <laughs> yeah, I'm like, man. all right, man, not a lot of people recognize what I'm out here doing, but I appreciate the love. So the day, it was cool to see that. All right, he still remembers and everything. Mm-hmm. And it'll definitely be awesome to get him on the show. I, I believe he'll actually do it. I don't think he's just BSing us. I think he'll actually do it. So shout out to him, man, and being down to earth. God of his stature, should, I, most people don't even respond to most most fans on Twitter. So for him to respond, that's cool. But my shout out of the week goes to my high school, man. Yeah, Yellow Jack is undefeated. Finished out the regular season undefeated. Got a big matchup in the playoffs next week against Temple Tech. That's a, they're a powerhouse over there. So it's going to be a big game. I'm excited for those guys. And we've struggled over the past few years. So for them to turn that program around is major. I hope they get this win so we can go on a playoff run and hopefully get us a title. Real quick, uh, shame on me. I, I, you mentioned Bartow reminded me. I have one last shout-out. Shout-out to my oh, nephew. five Matthew. in a week. Yes. Hey, they're all good, though. <laughs> shout-out shout out to my nephew, Matthew Tamola. Um, he plays at Charlotte Catholic. He's a starting quarterback. They just won their conference championship. And they're two games away from a back-to-back state championship. Um, you know, he's got several offers to, to go play quarterback in college, all smaller schools. But as an uncle, I'm super proud that he has a chance to go back-to-back as a state championship uh, starting quarterback. And uh, I'm going to probably fly up to Charlotte if, they're, if they play in it because it's that's good. So shout-out, Matthew. I know he listens. Um, awesome stuff. So, TJ, finish us out here. Well, I think that we can only go out one way. Harlan, um, yeah. hit that Jeopardy music and let's go.